theorists and radical freedom extremists. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message for 11-18-2020, November 18th, 2020. We're just a week and a day. A week and a day from Thanksgiving? Wait, is Thanksgiving next week or the week after? It's the week after, right? No, it's next week. Assuming we have Thanksgiving, it's actually next week, right? We have an election that's still not done and we've already rolled into Thanksgiving. What do you say about that? Uh, all right, we got a lot of fun stories to talk about today because uh, we're mostly going to be discuss discussing the hypocrisy of the progressives. And I find that fun because these people say one thing and they do something else. And they're generally uh, pretty awful as public servants. And uh, we're gonna unpack that. So the three stories that we're doing today, AOC had a tweet from yesterday about student loan debt. They, she wants, uh, other people to pay off your student loan debt. She doesn't explain how she's gonna do it, but you know, it's just the right thing to do. You just should do the right thing. I guess we should also be paying off people's mortgages and car payments, and you know, if you took a little uh, credit card loan to get a new TV, we should probably pay that off too, because you know, that would be what good people would do, and AOC and the progressives, they're very good, because somehow they've tricked people into thinking that envy is actually something that should be lauded, and something that you should attained for. Uh, it's, it's quite ridiculous. So we're going to talk about that, but the hypocrisy of these people knows no bounds. We're also going to talk about Gavin Newsom, because as you guys know already, because this story is catching fire, which I'm glad to see, he had a dinner with about 12 people at French Laundry, which is a super expensive, exclusive, months in advance, you got to make reservations, restaurant up in Yontville in Northern Cali, that's up in wine country. And uh, people say that it, it's literally like a thousand bucks a plate. Like usually it's 400, but you throw in a little wine, you're walking out of there for a thousand bucks. He issued this ridiculous apology. Well, now some photos have come out from the event where he kind of made it seem like he was sitting outdoors, but there's chandeliers and carpet, so that seems a little odd. And of course, you're not gonna believe this, guys. He was there with lobbyists. What are the chances? Yeah. And, uh, and if that's not enough, we've got one more from the brilliant progressive wing of the Democratic Party, which is pretty much the whole party at this point. Uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth is attacking Trump for trying to get our remaining troops out of Afghanistan. We've been in the war in Afghanistan for, what, like 19 years at this point, something like that, 18 years. And he wants to get our remaining troops out. Nobody even knows why we're there anymore. Uh, but she had a, just an absolutely ridiculous quote. So we've got progressive policies that want to pay for other people's debts, a progressive guy who's locking us down for Thanksgiving, who's going to fancy restaurants, and a progressive uh, who is trying to keep us in wars. It's all very, very confusing. We're going to do all of that. And then, of course, you know what, what sits on top of this, obviously, is that we're still in this sort of election limbo. Everybody is waiting to release the Kraken. They keep saying we're going to release the Kraken and Sidney Powell, who's Trump's lawyer, and Giuliani, that they've got this big info. And as I said yesterday, you know, the interesting thing here is people, I think, want more info to be dropped. Like, I think people want to wake up every day and be like, oh, we found out this in Wisconsin, we found out this in Arizona, we found out this in Pennsylvania. And that's not exactly how a legal case uh, can come together, can coalesce, right? Like they, they have to build a case. I think these are people who know how to build a case. So we'll see if that Kraken 
gets released. But we're not going to get too far into the nitty-gritty of the election today. I thought I'd give you a little break on that. But before we do anything else, people, are you looking for a new protein bar that tastes like a candy bar? You're not going to believe it. I'm holding one in my hand right now. I've got just the brand for you. Built Bars are super tasty and come in 18 amazing flavors. I shared them with my family and staff recently. Michael had one this morning, which is fun because everyone picked a different flavor. My personal favorite is cookies and cream, as I have right here. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, include both nut and nut-free flavors, and are soft and easy to chew. With the holidays just around the corner, it's easy to slip up, which is why Built Bars are the perfect alternative to pie for the health-conscious guy. I can actually lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code RUBEN, and you'll get 20% off your first order. Use promo code RUBEN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Good for bars. Built Go or Built Boost. And now back to me. Hello. Uh, okay, let's talk about this tweet from AOC. We'll throw the tweet up on the screen, and I will read it to you. AOC. Things were bad for me, so they should stay bad for everyone else, is not a good argument against debt cancellation, student, medical, or otherwise. Hashtag cancel student debt. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about canceling student debt. I, I find one of the best ways to discuss this is think about your own personal situation. So I remember when I was applying to colleges way back in 1993, okay? You can do the math on my age. I was applying to colleges, and I wanted to go to Syracuse University. I grew up in New York. Syracuse is a private school, upstate New York, and I wanted to go to Syracuse University because they had a great sports broadcast program. I believe Bob, Bob Costas went there, Marv Albert. I wanted to be a, like a sports center anchor kind of thing, but I, I, kn I knew I wanted to be a broadcaster of some sort. I guess, I, I guess it worked out, I suppose. Um, I wanted to go to Syracuse, and my dad looked at the numbers. We got the application, and we're looking at everything. And it was something like $25,000 a year to go to Syracuse. And my dad made it very clear. He said, if you want to go to Syracuse, you're going to have to take out the loans to do it. But if you want to stay in-state, meaning go to a state school here in New York, and in New York, at least at the time, had some pretty good state schools. They're called SUNY, State University of New York, S-U-N-Y. Um, if you want to go to a SUNY school, which are like 8000 bucks, something like that, we'll pay for it. And I remember thinking, okay, I can either get into $100,000 debt. I didn't even really fully understand what that meant as a young kid, but I was like, you know, a young person. But I was like, all right, that doesn't seem good to walk out of school and then have to pay all this money back, right? Like that almost seems like the reverse of school. School should be setting you up so now you're ready to roll. You're ready to explode into the world and, and, and produce and... and get and all of those things. So I said, all right, I'm going to a SUNY school. And I went to SUNY Binghamton, which at the time was, was quite a good school. They've got a bunch of problems around free speech now, and I'm, they've been trying to invite me there to make it happen. We haven't been able to do it because of COVID yet. But in essence, uh, my folks paid for it. It wasn't that much money, and I got a pretty solid education. I was a political science major, so maybe something got through to me. And uh, although I was a progressive for a while after that, so I'll have to rethink that one. But the point is, everyone in their life makes choices. So I chose not to get $100,000 plus into debt. Now, Syracuse University at the time, as I said, was about 25 grand. Right now, Syracuse University, $54,000 a year without food or housing. With food or housing, they estimate that it will be $75,000 per year to go 
to this college. Now, I don't even need to comment on Syracuse University as a, as a university specifically. 75 times four, let's do the math here, people. That's about 300 grand. That means if you're taking out loans to go to Syracuse University, to be whatever it is that you want to be, you walk out of that university in the hole for 300 grand. Now, even if you get an incredible job right after college, the idea that you're, let's say you get, I don't know, out of college, if you got an $80,000 a year job out of college, that's pretty freaking awesome. You're still $300,000 in debt and it's not like that 80 grand goes to pay that off. You gotta live and everything else. Anyway, I mentioned all of this because AOC's tweet, which I'm just gonna read again real quick. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we throw that back up there, Connor? Um, she says, things were bad for me, so they should stay bad for everyone else is not a good argument against debt cancellation, student medical, or otherwise. Everyone makes choices in life. And if you choose to go into a lot of debt, well, then it's on you to pay it off. That's just the truth. Now, there, there's an irony here because the implication, this is what progressives do with almost every policy. It sort of sounds right. Cancel student debt. Students have it tough. Young people have it tough in this changing economy, and we should help them out. Well, that sort of sounds right. And by the way, I think there are some ways that you can help young people and reduce expenses for college. And are colleges way too expensive? And actually, in many cases, making children, young people dumber? Yes, they are. Um, but if you were to cancel student debt, first off, let's think about all the people who just paid off their debt. Well, they're a bunch of suckers, right? They played by the rules, and now they paid off their debt, and then their tax dollars, after doing the right thing, will now go to pay off someone else's debt. So that, that doesn't seem right, right there. But also, when you say cancel student debt, you realize, AOC, that you're talking about, excuse me, you're talking about a lot of middle class and upper middle class people who take these loans to go to these obscenely expensive private schools like Syracuse, get $300,000 into debt, and then you have, in essence, you're gonna have even poorer people having their tax money to go to pay off that stuff. So it doesn't make sense at any level whatsoever. Um, but this is just consistent with progressives do. It sort of sounds right. We don't have to think about the second and third order of things. But what's interesting here is she also says student medical or otherwise. Now, I think there are some arguments, as I just said about colleges, that they cost too much. I think that obviously medical bills can really add up and there should be all sorts of ways that we can help defray that. And I believe in competition so that hopefully you would have more hospitals out there that could do different procedures because competition actually causes prices to drop, so that's, that's sort of a separate issue. But interestingly, she says, or otherwise, or otherwise, meaning other types of debt. I have a house mortgage. Could you pay that off for me, AOC? Uh, I have a car mortgage, a car loan. Could you pay that off for me? Like this, this idea, what it all boils down to is they just wanna say things that outsource, in essence, all of your responsibility, and they'll just take care of you. And as long as you don't fight back against them, they'll always take care of you. But then one day you might realize that they're not as benevolent, as good as they say they are, and then you're in a lot of trouble. So the idea of debt cancellation, if you've got somebody in your family that really thinks it's the right thing, remind them they are paying off most likely a middle class or upper middle class student, young person's extremely expensive education. If you wanted to say to me, hey, we should put more tax dollars to have better public schools that maybe aren't uh, indoctrinating st young people with identity politics and critical race theory and the rest of it, well, that would be an interesting 
debate to have, right? I think there's an argument for that. The more libertarian side of me says the government should have nothing to do with it, but I actually think, you know, I'm the product of of pretty good public education. I went to a public elementary school, public middle school, public high school. As I said, I went to a New York State uh, college. So like, I think it can work. Our system is now so beaten up and, and so corroded and has had, and especially at the academic level, has had so many bad ideas infect the entire thing that maybe it can't turn around and maybe these things have to drop, have to just cr crumble and collapse. Maybe they do, but the point is, don't think that just because someone says they're for debt cancellation that it means it means anything that it means that they're good what they're what they're really saying is we're going to take other people's money to pay for someone else's mistake and or not even mistake someone's happy that they took the debt out well then let them pay it back let them pay it back but this they love these one blanket answers for everybody and it doesn't really work and it so, certainly doesn't work economically and here we are so AOC this one goes out to you. You ain't, you ain't right on this one, sister, and you ain't right on most of the stuff. Uh, but speaking of economics, people, I want to talk to you about GlintPay. You guys know I've been talking about GlintPay. I actually really love what they're doing here. So GlintPay, uh, this is the card. This is not my actual card, but it is what your card would look like. Um, you can buy and sell gold on GlintPay, and then you can use the card as an actual debit card. So you can choose whether you're buying coffee or you're buying sneakers or you're paying for dinner at a restaurant. If you're allowed to go to a restaurant, you can choose at that moment via the app, you can choose whether you want to pay in gold or in dollars. It's a great way to just get involved in the gold game so that you have something that's backed a little more sensibly perhaps than the US dollar, which is in a bit of a strange position. At the moment, uh, I love what's going on with GlimPay. As I said, I, I bought coffee, I bought sneakers, um, I bought some stuff on Amazon. There's all sorts of stuff you can do. Uh, and again, you can choose whether you want to spend your gold or your US dollars. You can also buy gold on there, sell gold, everything else. The Glint card is issued by Sutton Bank, which is a member of FDIC, pursuant to license from MasterCard International. It's free to sign up, so go to glintpay.com slash Ruben for more info and to start purchasing gold today. That's glintpay.com slash Ruben to get your gold today. And now back to me. All right, let's talk about another brilliant progressive politician. So first off, we started with AOC with an imaginary way that she's gonna pay off debt. Not a real thing, but she says it and she can do it. And that's a perfect segue to Gavin Newsom, who is our governor here in California. And he was caught, we're gonna show you some of the photos right now. He was caught at a restaurant known as French Laundry, which is one of the most exclusive, expensive restaurants in all of California. I think I mentioned a day or two ago that I tried to go there last time we were in Sonoma. You had to have reservations for months and months in advance. Uh, my friend Kelly Rizzo, who's a, a food blogger, I had tweeted out that it's about 400 bucks a plate. She reminded me that if you throw in a little wine and whatever some of the extras are, you're not walking out of there for under $1,000 a plate. Now, I don't begrudge anybody. I don't begrudge anybody from spending their hard-earned money on these things, but you're not gonna believe this, guys. Gavin Newsom, well, first off, he said he was outdoors. As you can see by the pictures there, uh, that doesn't appear to be outdoors with giant mirrors and chandeliers and fancy carpet. That doesn't look outdoors. Uh, nobody's wearing a mask. There are 12 people there. He wants you to have less than 10 people in your own home, and you're not gonna believe it, guys. There were lobbyists at the dinner. Here is the quote from Politico. California Medical Association officials were among the guests seated next to Governor Gavin Newsom at a top California 
political operatives, opulent birthday dinner at French Laundry Restaurant this month. Uh, it was the CEO of the California Medical Association and, and some other lobbyists that were there. So just the hypocrisy just knows no bounds. And I know, I know all politicians are hypocrites. These are people who want to exercise power over you while they live a completely different lifestyle. You know, think back to Nancy Pelosi, another progressive genius. Remember at the beginning of lockdown and she's got all of this freaking ice cream in her twin double Z fridges. And it's like, I don't begrudge her that, although somehow she got really rich while being a public servant. Um, but like, I know that especially at the beginning of lockdown when we were all freaking out, and we were all stocking up on food. I didn't buy any ice cream. You know what we bought? We bought protein, we bought rice, we bought pasta. Um, we filled our freezer up with frozen meat and fish and things like that, chicken. We weren't just filling it up with ice cream, but she had like, you know, 20 different types of ice cream and she's getting a haircut while she's telling people not to get haircuts. And Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago is telling people to stay home while she's out there celebrating Biden's win. Every one of these people is the worst type of hypocrite and they should not be in charge or have literally anything to do with your life. You know, I joked on the show yesterday, on, not on my show, I joked on, uh, I was on John, Box, uh, John Bachman's show on Newsmax and I joked that maybe I would run for governor of California and a zillion people thought I was serious and then there were, there were literally like thousands of retweets flying around about Dave Rubin running for governor of California. I mean, let's, let's recall Gavin Newsom and then I guess stranger things have happened. But my policy would just be the reverse Newsom. I would just run as the reverse Newsom. If that man has a policy, my policy is the worst. He's gonna raise taxes, I'm gonna lower taxes. He wants to lock you down, I'm gonna free you. Uh, he loves just allowing homeless people to run rampant everywhere and do drugs everywhere. We'll, we'll clean that up. We got crappy roads here, I'm gonna fix the roads. I don't wanna run for governor. That's literally, the, I don't want a dime. First off, I would also not take a dime from anyone, that, that's for sure. Like I got a YouTube channel, I'll get my message out there. We're, I wouldn't take a dime, but anyway, I'm, I'm basically kidding on this. Although there is a part of me that's now kind of like, eh, maybe I'll just do it because these people are just absolutely awful. Um, but it's just really important to see these pictures and just know, just know that these people who are telling you that you have to wear masks literally inside your house. Pennsylvania announced that today. They want people to wear masks inside their house, although they do acknowledge that it'll be tough to enforce. But just try to imagine the level of psychotic authoritarian power that they want to exercise over you, that you have friends over, forget friends, you have just your family in your house, and they think it's, it would be okay to somehow be monitoring you what is going on here? This is what the worst sort of authoritarian regimes do. And we're being tested, people. We're being tested to see how far they can push us. That's not some crazy conspiracy theory. That's just obvious. So sorry, Gavin Newsom, I'm not going to listen to your nonsense. I'm gonna have people at my house. We're gonna hug and we're gonna talk and we're gonna laugh and we're gonna sing and do all of those things, okay? We just are and you can suck it. All right. Moving on, let's talk uh, one more brilliant progressive politician. Uh, this is Senator Tammy Duckworth, and she had a bit of an odd reaction to Trump talking about ending the war in Afghanistan. Now, it's really interesting what's happening right now because as the Biden transition team starts to leak out what some of their info is, well, it seems like they wanna reverse a lot of the gains that we've had in the Middle East. We're not going to war there anymore. There have been peace deals signed, but now they wanna get back into the Iran deal and a bunch of other stuff. 
Um, we're hearing that Trump, who was taking our troops out of Germany, remember, we're not at war with Germany anymore, uh, Biden now wants to keep tropes there. Like all of the old ideas of the past and the bad neocon ideas, they now are just, they just have been laundered in effect and they're, now they're Democrat ideas. So Trump has wanted us out of Afghanistan from the beginning, he was talking about it years ago. And we've been in, at war in Afghanistan for almost two decades. It's the longest war in American history. I mean, really think about that because nobody even realizes we're at war there. But the Afghanistan war, Google it, don't take my word for it. It is now the longest war in American history. Now, why are we there? And I know the Taliban and 9-11 and okay, all that stuff. We can talk about all that. We're disrupting networks. We're getting them there so they don't get us here. Blah, 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 blah. There is no reason to be there anymore absolutely no reason to be there anymore. So Trump's trying to end it, trying to get the troops out. Here's Senator Tammy Duckworth on what Trump is doing. All of the military commanders have spoken up and said, this is the wrong thing to do. We want our troops home, but let's not bring them home in, in body bags. And that's potentially what's going to happen if this president gets his way and puts his own political timeline ahead of our national security. I mean, the level of hypocrisy there is so off the charts. How is getting our troops out of Afghanistan going to cause our troops to come home in body bags? Are, are we gonna be shooting our own troops as they get on the planes on the way home? I don't think so. You know what would cause more troops to die? Staying in a place that we're not even sure why we're there anymore, right? Every day that you stay there, you increase the risk that somebody is going to die. If you say we are now leaving, well then, less people are going to die, less troops are gonna die. The way she says that, that we're gonna bring them home in body bags because of Trump's timeline. By the way, let's remember this. One of the reasons that Barack Obama became president, a lot of people forget this, but one of the reasons that he became president 12 years ago was because in the, in the Democratic primary, Hillary Clinton was saying, you know, we need to have some sort of sensible withdrawal from Iraq. I want to get out of Iraq, but it needs to be a sensible withdrawal. And Obama was basically like, we're leaving, we're leaving no matter what. And the, and the base, the progressive base was like, all right, let's just get the hell out of there. Now, ironically, what ended up happening in Iraq, which, is, uh, well, you all know what happened in Iraq, which is that they started having uh, free and fair elections, right? We all saw, saw the pictures. And then in essence, we got the hell out of there so quick that Iraq in, is now just basically a failed state. Now that's, you can argue either way, well, we should have stayed longer. If you break it, you gotta fix it. We could have all those arguments. But the point is, we don't even know why we're in Afghanistan anymore. There's just no reason to be there and we gotta get out. So anyway, the reason I wanted to do this story is we're being sold a lot of bad ideas that we put away already. We put the bad ideas of endless wars away. And you know, they'll tell you that Trump is this warmonger and everything else, but you know, Trump, you know what he did? Like the, the, the two big things that he did foreign policy-wise that actually I think basically kept us out of wars for the last four years, he did two things. Remember right when he became president, he dropped the M-O-A-B. Uh, he dropped the M-O-A-B, that was the mother of all bombs. He dropped that thing and everyone said, this is gonna start World War III, okay? And it never started World War III. And then he killed Iranian General Soleimani and everyone said, this is gonna start World War III. Oh, and then he also brought on John Bolton and everyone said, this is gonna start World War III. And then net neutrality is gonna start World War III and everything else. 
the guy did a couple things by dropping this bomb, saying to people, hey, we're, we're, we're a little nutty. We're a little nutty. You better not mess with us, so we're going to drop this bomb. And then guess what? Nobody messed with us. And he took out ISIS. Then he killed this Iranian general, and everyone said, you see, Iran's going to gonna go crazy now, and we're in a lot of trouble, and they're going to activate all these supercells, and blah, 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 and absolutely nothing happened. He looked at the Middle East deals and said, okay, this isn't working, right? N direct negotiations between these two parties don't work because the Palestinians refuse to accept the deal, so we're just going to start looking elsewhere and find countries that will sign peace deals, and they did. And now we're being told by Democrats that we have to stay in Afghanistan longer. It just doesn't make any sense. And, and that's why I wanted to do these three stories today, because these are the policies of the Democrats now. We'll pay off loans, even though there's no money for it, and it's unfair to do it. It's actually anti-American in many ways to take money from some to just give it to others to cover their mistakes. Like, that's not an American uh, ideal, okay? So that was the first story we covered. The second story, you know, we're going to lock you down at home, we're going to crush your business, destroy your restaurant, but me, Gavin Newsom, I'm going to go out and live like a king and not even listen to my own words. And by the way, his apology, if you saw the video, was absolutely disgusting. He's laughing through it. He's laughing through it. He's the worst sort of smug, awful bleh that you got. And then the third story, where in essence they're saying more endless wars. Let's just do more, more, more endless wars. I think that's, it's a nice package to sort of explain the, the craziness of the left, and, and that way it got us a little bit away today of just focusing on the election. Uh, in any event, guys, oh, I should tell you this before I wrap up. Uh, I did an interview a couple days ago, two days ago, with Yeonmi Park. She is a North Korean defector turned human rights activist. This girl, I had met her, she came here. I, I had some people over for dinner. I don't want to get in any, in any trouble, but I did have a bunch of people over here for dinner a couple weeks ago, and Yeonmi joined. And she is an absolutely wonderful, magical human being. And I interviewed her. She tells her story of at 13 years old leaving North Korea, what it was like, the horrific conditions that she lived in, and, and what happened to her, and being sold into sex slavery and everything else. Meanwhile, she has made it to America now, and she is fighting for freedom and capitalism and democracy. But the scary part of the interview is she sees some of the markings of what went on in North Korea and what went on in China when she eventually got there. She sees some of the beginnings of that happening here. Um, so I, I just highly, highly recommend you check it out. We just put up uh, part one of the interview with Yan Mi is up on YouTube right now, and you can get the full thing right now at RubenReport.com. Uh, as always, thank you guys for watching. Join me for tomorrow's live direct message at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to subscribe, and until then, stay safe.